Welcome to Discover Ag, where every week we discover what's new in the world of agriculture. I'm your host, Natalie Kavoric. And I'm Tara Vanderdusen. And here on Discover Ag, we pioneer new conversations while giving our professional farming opinion on a mix of entertainment, facts, and trending news articles in ag and food space. Happy Thursday, everyone. It's December 22nd, which means we are just a few days away from Christmas. I hope everyone is... I don't know, not super stressed. I hope you're like kicked back, (laughs) listening to this, have some eggnog, just holly jolly Christmas in it up. Um, I think that's funny coming from you because the last time I talked to you, you were like, I have nothing done. I can't even talk to you about Christmas. (laughs) So like I know, but I got through I got through that day. I Okay. So you're feeling good now. Uh Uh-huh. Are you? You met Yeah, I'm feeling good. I don't know. That's good. I don't I know everyone gets stressed about Christmas and I know it is like a lot going on, but I don't know. It doesn't like stress me as much, I think, as just from cool hand Tara about. over there. I don't know. It's just like it's just a day. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I, I we are like very happy you guys are tuning in with us today. Um, maybe it's on Travels for Christmas. If so, safe driving or flying. Um, in true Discover fashion, we've got another good lineup for you guys. I feel like Tara and I were actually talking about how this week, normally we don't have to like search hard for articles to cover, but we definitely have to do like a little search, spend some time. And I feel like this week they were just like dropping in our laps. We were like, okay, which three <laughs> yeah. are we going to cover? <laughs> Our meat is the moment was really hard. I almost sent you another one just this morning. It was like, it's funny you mentioned eggnog because it was an eggnog one. And I was like, oh my gosh, but our other one's so good too. Like I don't, there's a lot happening out there. We could save that one for New Year's. I feel like New Year's is like kind of like a eggnog vibe as well. I've never had eggnog, so good to know. Me either. So we're the blind leading the blind. Yep. Oh, all right. To give you guys a rundown on the episode so you know what to expect. As always, we're starting with our meet in the moment. Um, the one we did choose is a really, well, I consider it a big name celebrity. Do you? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she took to IG to share a steak recipe. And Tara, did you try it? Uh, yeah, I did. All right. So we're going to tell you all about her and then also about the recipe and our thoughts on it. Um, As always, the meat of the episode, pun intended, is going to be our top three industry news. Um, For the first piece, we have veganism in jail, which honestly is something I never thought I'd say in one sentence, let alone on a podcast. I told Daniel about this one and he was, (laughs) we were laughing in the car this morning (laughs) talking about it. It's quite comical. I don't know. It just is so, it's so 2022. (laughs) That's a perfect way to describe it. Um, Our second episode is all about cows working with Amazon to help fuel deliveries. Tara, I'm sure you have some things to add on that one because I feel like it's a involved dairy industry. It was great. I'm gonna just kick back and like I don't know, enjoy a snack or something. Yeah. And then last, we'll conclude with something special. Oh, sorry, our last news article um, is an interesting outlook on the future of coffee, and I I think another word besides interesting would be kind of alarming if you're a coffee drinker. I'm not, so I'm not too worried about it, but I don't know. Coffee drinkers, you might want to pay attention. It's not just coffee, wine, chocolate. I got lots of things to say, so get excited. I'm not a coffee drinker either, so we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Save it for later. And then lastly, we're concluding with something special we created for you guys. We're calling it conversation comeback for the vegan or climatarian at the Christmas dinner table, which literally just rolls off the tongue. So. 
<laughs> yeah, that was it's so easy to say. But no, giving you guys some great, like, you know, when you're getting in those tough conversations around the dinner table, some great comebacks for, you know, supporting animal ag. So yeah, so make, sh- make sure you hang with us till the end. And before we dive into all of that, we want to remind you that every month we host a giveaway to say thank you for listening to Discover Podcast. We love growing the Discover community. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys are a really big part of helping us grow. So when you spread the word, share the episode, refer a friend. You guys, it really does make a difference. So if you enjoy our content and look forward to tuning in every week, please take a moment to share Discover Ag to your social channels or leave us a review, preferably a five-star one. We don't want anything below. So (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) But as a way to say thank you, uh, we'll pick one person to send a gift bag of all of our favorite things to at the end of the month. Yeah, I've been working on putting together this box for this month and lots of good mm. stuff in there. So get excited. I know. All I'm right. like, can you just ship it to me? Actually, that'd be great. Thank I know. You. <laughs> I know. I was putting it together when somebody was at my house and they were like, oh, I want one of those. I was like, okay. <laughs> then share the review. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refer us to a friend. Um, okay. All right. Let's dive into our meet is the moment. Our meet is the moment is from Courtney Cox. Um, it's on her Instagram. So at Courtney Cox official. And she is sharing a New York steak or ribeye recipe. And I loved this one because it was just so like down to earth and like it wasn't about anything but just like a great recipe. I think that's why I loved it so much. She had like other things besides just the steak. Like it was just a classic, well-rounded meal. But the Mm -hmm. recipe was, I don't know, I thought it was unique. Um, It was olive oil, brown sugar, and then coffee or espresso. So I tried this this weekend and I don't like coffee or espresso really. I like espresso slightly better than coffee, Um, but it was really good. The brown sugar and the coffee flavors were amazing on the steak recipe. Um, And then she shared a cauliflower recipe in there too. And it had a load of cream cheese and I loved it. Like she was just so fun and animated with it. It just reminded me of like people enjoying food this time of year. So as a couple things, as always, I love whenever a celebrity shares something, whether it's about like pro ag, pro meat, pro dairy, the first thing I love to do is just hit those comments. I love to see the dialogue. Like, (laughs) is it supported? Is there fights going on? Like what's happening? And surprisingly enough, I had to, there were definitely a few, um, attacks on her character, which is like, obviously bothers both of us because, yeah. well, let me let me table that thought for a second. But um, for the most part, it was, I would say like 80% of them were like this. It, it, people loved because she was a chef on Friends. So people were like calling her like real life chef Monica. Like people just love <laughs> yeah. to see this recipe from her. Lots of them were intrigued by the coffee component of it. Um, yeah, it was overall very well received. Um, going into, because I told Luke about this, I asked if we could grill and we just haven't yet because our girl's because I want to try this too, but our grill is broken. But I told yeah, him, I was like, like I want to give seven there, isn't it? I don't know. Like, do you guys go outside right now? Like, I can't imagine grilling at this point in time in Nebraska. Yes, Tara, we leave, we leave our house. <laughs> we go outside. <laughs> Daniel grilled this last night and it was like 34 and he had a smudge pot behind him, just like roaring fire. So I, I don't know. I don't know what a smudge pot is, but it sounds like he put a lot of work into the steak. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> but, um, the coffee component. I told Luke, I want to try their recipe because they used coffee as a tenderizer. Um, and you're not a coffee drinker either. Do you think it'll bother you or no? 
Well, no, because I read in the comments that you don't get the coffee flavor from it. Um, and the reason you do it is because there's acid in the coffee that helps loosen up the meat without imparting the strong flavor. So it helps really just tenderize it without like infusing the flavor into it. So we're still going to try it. We'll report back. Um, she and did, the brown sugar was like a really nice like gold, I don't know like caramelization with it. It's really good. She did follow this up with a vegan soup recipe afterwards and started the video saying if the steak was not appealing to you guys, here's a different <laughs> recipe, which I thought was funny like a couple of reels later. But yeah, I think she's just obviously it wasn't sponsored. Um, she got it from Brandy Carlisle. Uh, yep. They must be friends. Um, I love Brandy's music, and so yeah, we just thought this was a. I don't know, a good thing to highlight. It was just we like love- a wholesome meal. Like that's what it, it was just not controversial mm-hmm. at all. Just a great meal. Good yeah. recipe. Yep. We loved it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Diving into our top three industry news pieces you guys to need to know this week. Um, first up, what are we going to cover first, Tara? Are we going to do the, uh, the vegan do- trying mm-hmm. to get out of jail? Okay. So Sam Bankman, is it fried or freed? I think We're gonna it's go freed. Freed. Um, tried to use his vegan diet to get released from jail after he was arrested in the Bahamas. So I actually originally saw this on Fox News and I had to literally get up from the dinner table, record it, send it to Tara and say like, because at that point there wasn't anyone writing articles about it. I think Fox News might have released it first on TV because then I Googled it and nothing popped up. Now there's a few articles, but I sent it to Tara and I was like, we have to cover this because I just, like you said, it was so, I don't know, 2022. Yeah, he so if you don't know, this guy is in jail or he got caught in the Bahamas because he um, like had cryptocurrency exchange. He's the CEO of a crypto exchange company and it came like crashing down and like he investors lost tons of money and it was more than just like a failed business like he was is being charged with fraud wire fraud all sorts of things and he was kind of like on the run is kind of the way I understood it and they caught up with him in the Bahamas he's um, like the real wolf of Wall Street I've seen a lot of titles that like the real wolf of Wall Street oh okay cool mm. um but he says he can't go to jail because of his veganism mm-hmm. apparently he also his said family called in on his behalf to the jail um and asking and advocating on his behalf um to serve him vegan meals yeah they also mentioned though that he had certain medications and i mean you're our in-house pharmacist can you can get medications in jail can't you like i thought that was like he was like i take zyrtec so i can't go to that was another part of his argument that his lawyer or his lawyer gave and i was like i'm pretty sure they can give you zyrtec in jail but well i'm wondering if it has something to do with he gets a kind of like vegan that doesn't have like an animal byproduct used as like a filler or a like I'm wondering if it has something to do with that. Like it's not an approved vegan Vegan. medication. I have no idea, but I have seen shirts. They're starting to make fun of it on Twitter with shirts that say I'm too depressed and um, vegan to go to jail, (laughs) which like isn't funny, but it's like not funny, but like I just, I started this entire thing with saying this, uh, this whole article is so 2022 and almost 2023 at this point. It is because if you actually do a little investigation, like we said, he's actually down in the Bahamas and the jail he is in there is like, it's been, there's been humanitarian like reports and articles written about it, about how bad of living condition is. Um, Prisoners complain of lack of beds and bedding, invades of developed bed sores. There's like a ton of like multiple um, inmates in, you know, a six by feet like small cells. Um, there are lots of articles about how they're having to remove human waste by bucket. 
so those are the conditions, which he's probably in maybe like um, the nicer part. I don't know. A, a little bit of an upgrade. I don't know. The thing I saw was like this jail is infamous for being yeah. just terrible. So regardless and- of if he has a little bit better conditions or not, it's like someone is living in those conditions and this is what you're worried about. And if not, you're living in these conditions and this is what you're worried about. Like either way, I'm like, okay, again, hashtag 2022, you know? I know. I was like, I would be asking for blankets, a bed, like important things, survival things. But if you do Google though, um, like veganism in jail, there are a ton of like Reddit threads or like those core threads, like the place where you can go to get, um, I don't know, I guess like real life feedback and opinions on like being veganism in, in jail. It's like literally something obviously I've never really thought about. Um, but I think states are starting to implement some guidelines. I know California, obviously way to go. California leading the way. Um, <laughs> they passed a law that um, I think certain things have to be done with um, dietary uh, involvement in their jails. Um, and so, Which I mean, I- it, it is it like I'm, that's a thing. Like, uh-huh. like I yes, feel like I it, support it should that. absolutely be a thing. I don't know. Like he was using it to try to get out on bail. Yeah. I don't know that being like, you know, a vegan or being gluten-free or being allergic to dairy is like a reason to like get out of jail. hundred percent. That's my thing. As always, we agree about, I guess, the overall stance. Like I do believe that if you're a true vegan and that is something important to you, then, you know, you should have that right to have that supply to you in jail. But, um, like you said, using it as a way to get out of the, you know, the laundry list of items you have for your crimes, probably not okay. Like not something I'm going to be like, cool. Also, I don't know that in the Bahamas, you do have that right. Like, I don't know that the Bahamas (laughs) cares as much. Like maybe, maybe you shouldn't have been like running away to the Bahamas either. Like, I don't know. I would have rather been charged in the United States where, yes, in California, you would have that right to get a vegan meal. So just something to consider if you're running from crimes, like pick your <laughs> pick your country wisely. Is our, is our target audience running from crimes? <laughs> yeah. I, know. I love how we're really dissecting this. <laughs> we're letting you guys know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. With that, let's move on to the next article. I love uh, the pun in this one. It's Amazon, except for it's like Amazon. But I'm Yes. Cows to help fuel central Ohio Amazon deliveries. So essentially they Amazon has teamed up with a dairies digest like digesters on dairies that turn cow manure into a renewable natural gas. And they are fueling Amazon trucks with this renewable natural gas to power them. So not only are they reducing the carbon from the cows, but they're actually taking like diesel trucks off the road. So it's like I think a double win. Yeah, I um, maybe you want to dive into like, I guess, the dairy side of it. I actually did a little more reading on the company that they paired with this Clean Energy Fuel Corporation. And they're, I feel like, doing really cool things. I'm like, why, why are they not splashed across the headlines more? Um, one thing about this article is this is not like new. Right. I don't know. I feel That's like they what I was like say wrote too. it to be like, oh, my goodness, this is so cool. But actually, Fair Oaks Farms, which is a part of the co-op that I'm a part of, um, they were the first dairy farm to do this and they the articles I found were going back to like 2018 so this has been like ongoing that's funny because that's one of the things I had written down in my notes is like why is no one covering this I found like you said old articles and and the one that we're actually covering this one that you know is titled the Amuzu Amuzon (laughs) (laughs) um it was by like a little local um news 
news yeah. website that was There's covering it. Like it's not no. It. It, and if you Google Amazon and like cows or Amazon and methane, like there's no one's written articles about this. So I did think that was an interesting note is like we have some really cool things going on, but yet we're choosing not to highlight it or cover it. Yay. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Um, two things on that. The other thing, yeah, like it, here in the article, it talks about how um, all the buses in um, Los Angeles are actually powered by renewable. The transit buses in Los Angeles are powered by renewable natural gas. And 800 of the transit buses in New York City are also powered by renewable natural gas. So I did, I was kind of like, I don't know, Amazon, The one of the quotes in the article too was like, Amazon turns like manure into fuel or something Amazon is doing it yeah I kind of was like can we give dairy farmers like just a moment to be like thank you cows that are in the news constantly for like killing the planet get like a little recognition I don't know I just feel like Amazon took all the credit Mm -hmm. which disappointed me I I think about what a cooler story it could have been if they could have like talked more with the dairy farmer and like what he was doing and I don't know so this oh, Clean no. Energy Fuel Corporation, they are out of, it was Ohio, right? Yep, Ohio. And they have a ton of different, let me see, let me find where I wrote it. They are dispensing 700,000 gallons um, of renewable, well, RNG, uh, which is- Renewable a, natural gas. Yeah, um, annually instead of diesel. This Groveport station, which is one of the stations that Amazon is using, will reduce carbon emissions by almost 7,000 metric tons, which is the equivalent of growing um, over 100,000 trees for 10 years, removing almost 1,500 passenger cars from the road, and reducing almost 3,000 tons of landfill waste. Um, And so they developed this digester that will produce the 500,000 gallons a year, um, produced by 3,300 in dairy cows when completed. So I don't know. They're doing, I feel like this energy was doing really cool or this energy company was they're like, they're making it work. They're doing big things that they have multiple stations in the Grove port. And I think they're getting ready to expand. Um, so I don't know. It's exciting. Something stuff. Cool. I think it's exciting for dairies for sure. Oh, for sure. California has a big push right now for digesters. Something cool though about digesters is they can also add other things. So if you have like, um, some kind of plant in your town or like a processing plant or something, it can actually take waste from other people and put it through the digester as well. Um, And so it's like a really cool way to like bring together different pieces of the community into digesters and then be powering even more, like creating more natural, renewable natural gas. One, the article did go into a little bit about like the family, this, this dairy that they paired with. And they did have a quote in there about um, the family well, the actual quote is his family has found dealing with the restrictions needed to get a renewable tax credit has not proven to be valuable and is a distraction from the family business of running a dairy. So I do still think that there's like, if we're going to push this and move this, there's probably a lot of work to be done on helping the dairy farmers like actually figure out, you know, I don't know how you apply for one, how you deal with all of the like paperwork and kind of, I don't know all that stuff that, I mean, literally to sum up what that person said is like, this is really cool. But like when it comes to a business standpoint, like we have to be caring for, like we're producers, right. You know, like some of these things are hard to handle on top of that. 
Yeah, so Cal- that's California's big push has been like tax incentives, and they have been really trying to get information out to the producers about how, exactly how to apply. And then last, I think it was last year, I was actually a part of a project where we hosted webinars once a month where we literally took producers through exactly the steps of applying for renewable natural gas contracts, like with digesters. Like, what should you watch out for in the contracts? Where Where is a good place to actually like make money, make this profitable? Um, what is your you know environmental permitting look like? All of those things. And I do think that's the information we need to be getting out to producers so that they understand like the risk and the benefits. Do you know if there's more funding coming down the pipeline for these for dairy dairies across Um, the nation or like there's definitely still research being done in different things. I think some of the climate smart uh, technology like the investment from the USDA will go to this but I mean the digester market is pretty well like established so um Like if you want to put a digester on, there is digester companies out there wanting to work with you. Obviously the money, all the, you know, the logistics is another thing, but um, there's definitely opportunities out there. I saw in one of the articles that they titled it cow power. And I was like, I love that. I love that (laughs) for agriculture. I feel like there's some good puns out there. There are. Okay. So moving into our last article about mainly about coffee, but I am going to touch on a few other things. So the article is former White House chief says coffee will be quote unquote quite scarce in the near future. And there's plenty of science to back up his claims. Uh, so chef, because of global warming, chief. <laughs> chef, what did I, what did I just chief. read? Which maybe he's oh. like chief chef. I don't know. No house chef. Sorry. Well, I don't know why I read chief. I think I just White House and should be a chief, someone someone in charge. He might be the (laughs) chief chef, though. That's hard to say. Chief chef. Chef. Anyway, the chef. Okay. White House chef says we're running out of coffee. Um, And basically it's because of climate change and the environment where coffee are grown are changing. Yeah. I mean, I don't like how they're like saying it's because of climate change. I know. Like, like, but are you well, surprised? That's a big umbrella, you know? I mean, yeah. definitely some of the things that fall under it may, I don't know, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but. Yeah. Um, and it's not just coffee. So he specifically noted products like wine, chocolate, shellfish, and rice are also in danger. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe there is 2 billion cups of coffee drank every single day. I saw that. So I was going to say actually from this article, um, which again is not like there when you, when I search this to find, you know, more information to read about it, there are other articles written back, you know, a couple years ago that are kind of saying the same thing. Um, it's obviously a longstanding problem with the coffee plants, but I feel like, <laughs> I don't know if I have a lot of opinions on this article, but I learned so much about coffee. Like I have so many <laughs> bullet points to share with everyone that I learned about coffee. But yeah, I read that too. Two billion cups every single day, which is crazy. It's also crazy that um, I wonder what the percentage is that doesn't drink coffee because both you and I are non-coffee drinkers. And I think that's... Non-coffee drinkers. I will have the occasional like caramel macchiato that's pretty much milk. <laughs> of course. You're like either... You're like either... <laughs> nothing or come up like the longest order you could possibly <laughs> most complicate it's like and zero or a like, hundred and can you add whipped cream to that they're like we don't that doesn't normally come with whipped cream I'm like, we'll just keep putting dairy in and then it'll basically be a glass of milk by the time I'm done what else did you learn about coffee so the there are over 124 coffee species known but basically to supply global so there is this air Arabica, 
uh, which is comprises of 60% of traded coffee and then Robusta, which is the remaining 40%. So Arabica comes out of Brazil. And that's where we're seeing a lot of this. Like these articles are talking about the climate changes and problems, whether I think some of the areas where they're talking about it being drought, some of the areas they were talking about it being like over rain. Um, But Brazil is having a lot of essentially problems and they're one of the world's top exporters. So that's why we're going to be seeing these massive losses in the coffee crop. Yeah. And if you really love coffee and you want to like take a stand on this issue, um, you can actually donate to uh, it says put your money where your mouth is you can donate to uc davis coffee center uc davis again i know i I, I don't i like don't think i can go through a podcast out mentioning that they're like doing something of course they have a coffee center like they Uh literally have an entire center dedicated to coffee so if you are stressed about this love your coffee donate some money to uc davis they're trying to figure it out (laughs) okay any more coffee facts for us i don't think so it just really opened my eyes up to the world of coffee yeah, it's there's this. Yeah, we've got a lot to learn. Now we just have to figure out if way to like it. <laughs> not high on my oh, list. Not high on my list either. Um, okay, so we are moving on to our conversation comebacks with the new vegan or climatarian at Christmas. Climatarian um, was a word I kind of like dove into a little bit. That it's. Basically oh, I thought you were like, going to say as a word I made up, but I was like, oh, really, Tara? <laughs> no. Okay, guys, I have a bad. Natalie is making jokes about things that have, are happening on Instagram and now bringing them to the podcast. I have a tendency to make up words. And one of my favorite ones to make up is rememberable. It's not a word. Apparently, no. that's not a word. And I type it out, I say it. It's just memorable, it's you know? Memorable. Rememberable. Yeah, I like that extra syllable. Okay, no, I did not make up the word climatarian. It's a real word. It's for people that are not necessarily like, they aren't like vegan or vegetarian. They believe in picking foods that will save the climate. Mm -hmm. So, because some of them I saw like do believe in eating meat if it's like local. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in Nebraska, like that's what you should be having a steak. Like, so it really just depends on what people's, I think it's kind of more like personal preference of what climatarian means. So. That's that. But here are some great comebacks. Do you want to say the first one? So one of the common narratives we all hear is cow farts are killing the planet. Uh, Truth is animal agriculture accounts for less than 4% of total U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. Also talk about how cows don't fart. They burp. Good one. I love it. Uh, Next statement. We should give up all meat and dairy to save the planet. The truth is, if every American adopted a vegan diet, we would only reduce our carbon footprint by 2.6%, but we would increase our calorie consumption and increase our nutrient deficiencies. And as Natalie and I talk about regularly, the last thing we need is more empty calories in the United States. I accidentally gave my two cents on a Twitter thread talking oh, about no. this. I know. It's... I have a lot of tweeting going on my phone that is not tweeting I want to partake in. Uh, It was a thread talking about, I don't even remember the original part, but um, a vegan had commented about how he said, why would I, oh, I wish I had it. Something about why would I eat when I can get all of the calories, same calories from a plant? And I just commented calories, sure, but not, not nutrition. Oh, Lordy people. He is on me like hotcakes. And I just, it really... Um, actually screenshotted one of the things he said. It's just so 
well, it was vulgar, um, but a well-planned vegan diet is healthier than any other diet. And it's just, I just feel like so compelled to start bringing more awareness about the nutritional deficiencies and the actual health problems that can be, you know, that can come from a vegan diet. It really worries me. Um, speaking of things happening on social media, you know, I'm in trouble with Facebook right now. And I think I finally figured out why I'm in trouble. It, they said I like violated some like community guideline. I think it's my reel about Dr. Holder quoting the stats and I'm like, it's peer reviewed data. And I'm pretty sure that's, I got like flat. I have a climate of, it's like, learn more about climate change and the truth behind climate change on that reel. And I'm like, it is peer reviewed data. What like I so frustrating. So anyway, for speaking up. Yep. Anyway, going back, if every American adopted a vegan diet, you guys, we'd only reduce our carbon footprint by 2.6%. And Meatless Mondays is even, I think, less than that. Oh, it's like less than a percentage. It's like 0.0 something. Mm -hmm. It's like not measurable. And like, I just don't think that that's worth our health for that. Like, that's just not... And I, and that's, I think, even being conservative. I wonder if we'd end up finding out even more because of, like, increasing fertilizer um, production and all sorts of other things. Um, animal agriculture is the largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. False. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is, transportation, energy, and industry are the largest with more than 80% of greenhouse gas emissions. Animal ag is less than 4%. So that that is just animal agriculture, too. If you're going to, like, include include crops we go up to what do we go up to nine percent all of ag is 11 well yeah the forestry i think agriculture forestry and everything is 11 percent yep i'm actually looking at it um as of 2020 agriculture was 11 percent commercials 13 industries 24 electric powers 25 and transportation's 27 that is for u.s numbers you guys we're speaking in u.s and if you um, look at what is a carbon sink, like wh- where are we removing carbon, agriculture and forestry actually sink uh, 12%. So we remove more carbon than we produce. So, and our last fact. one is in case they bring up the water argument. Beef uses too much water. Um, and that's when you guys are going to dive into green versus blue. Um, is there another color? Is there like gray? Uh, gray water is not gray water is like, um, gray water be like what comes out of like your septic tank or something usually. Oh, okay. Like not, well, no, not septic. It, gray water is like if you have an RV and there's like the shower water and like the sink water. Oh, it's gray water. okay. That's what anyway. 94% of all water used for beef product is rainfall. So lots of times they'll try and skew that statistic to say we're using so many gallons, but they're not recognizing that it is rainfall. Um, you know, to that would naturally be falling anyway. Um, if you guys like these statistics, um, we are actually going to have them as a post on our Discover Ag Instagram page. Um, so they'll be laid out a little bit easier um, that you guys could share to your own pages or just save and tuck into your back pocket so that you have them for future reference. Excellent. All right. I think that like wraps up our podcast for today. Uh, I do want to say we are taking next week off. We are enjoying Christmas with our families. Um, and if, but if you are still looking for a podcast to listen to, if you liked our podcast from Tuesday where we had Damien's episode from Business of Ag, we are actually going on the Business of Ag podcast on Monday. So if you head over to Business of Ag, you can listen to an interview with Natalie and I. We kind of talk about some topics we had never really discussed before oh my um, gosh. and got into some new territory. 
Yeah, we covered a lot. And he's a very high, if you guys didn't notice kind of from our Tuesday episode we shared of his, he's a high energy podcast host. And (laughs) I feel like when you're being interviewed by someone, you match the energy. So if they're like talk slower and calm, like you, like at least for me, like I can adjust my energy levels. And I feel like you and I ramped up to his level. Like we were all over. We covered a lot in the episode. A Um, lot. It's and one of the longer like, episodes. And it's not scattered. Um, no. We just covered ground. We got some opinions out there about different topics in agriculture, different things going on. And so, yeah, if you guys are looking for something to consume while we're uh, taking a break, you guys could head on over to his and listen to our interview over there. Well, thank you for listening to Discover Ag, where every Thursday we cover the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it or leave us a review. And if you want more during the week, you can always follow us on Instagram at discoverag underscore at Natalie Kovark and at Tara Vanerdusen. See you guys next. Uh, no, not next week. See you guys in the new year. Merry Christmas um, and happy new, new year. We'll catch you in January. 